Welcome in, everyone, to episode number three of Dirt Racing in the Bluegrass Live podcast. I'm Josh Chasteen here in Richmond. I'm joined by my co-host, Wes Lanham. He's over in Campbellsville. Wes, the Butterball Memorial is over. It's Harold Hargrove Memorial Week at Lake Cumberland Speedway. We're going to take just a minute to recap the Harold Hargrove Memorial, or the, sorry, the Butterball Memorial, and then we're going to move right into our preview of the Harold Hargrove Memorial. Having said that, Wes, heartbreak hotel for Josh Rice last night. He led the whole thing up until just the last uh, two laps of the race, and uh, unfortunately, uh, things happened. He jumped the cushion there and, uh, like I said, led all but the final two laps of the Her- of the Butterball last night, and Ricky Weiss took the win. But just such heartbreak for Josh Rice last night. All right, we're all kinds of messed up here on the podcast this evening. First of all, we started off bad with Wes couldn't couldn't get on. He couldn't hear me. I'm sitting here talking to myself. So at least I've got somebody to talk to now as we've got Corby, Kentucky's Blake Brown on the Dirt Racing in the Bluegrass Live hotline. First of all, Blake, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on here this evening. Yeah, man, thanks for having me on board. Wes, you got to pick the game up, man. You're struggling with the technology. <laughs> I listen. Struggling today. I don't know what the deal is. His deal is technology. Anything technology, just just leave him out. He's he struggle city. Yeah, that's exactly right. High tech redneck, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, Blake, it's been a while since I've since I've uh, I've seen you. Of course, I remember meeting you a couple of years ago at the at the North South One Hundred, and. Um, so I wanted to start us out. We actually had a fan question uh, coming in uh, this evening first, and Dakota Curry uh, wanted to know if you've gotten any better with your cornhole pitching skills. Dakota Curry don't have nothing on my skills. He, you can go ahead and ask one out of the whole group. He actually didn't ask that, but I do remember a, tur- a cornhole tournament there where Dakota and I uh, won that won that tournament. So just wanted to remind you and Wes both that first of all, as we as we bring you on here tonight. I don't remember that. Do you like? I, I don't remember that. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, go ahead, uh, Wes. I know you had some questions for him. Yeah, I've known Blake for a long time, uh, watching him uh, race at Corbin Speedway many, many moons ago. And just to go through your career, Blake, uh, as, as a, a theme that's been on our show, uh, every, every show that we've had so far and even in our practice shows, but with you and your dad and even your mom and your sister, y'all are a racing family, kind of kind of talk about how he inspired you to, to race um, and kind of tell the fans how young you were when you started, kind of go through even early in your asphalt days and uh, the classes that you ran starting out in your racing career. Yeah, so we're we're a big racing family. Like, family is everything to us. You know, there's a lot of the women sometimes don't like it, but my sister and my mom love it just as much as me and dad did. So. My dad raced from the time he was 16 till 2012. Um, so I was around the racetrack from day one. And uh, at the age of eight, 
Um, he put me in a mini cup car, uh, kind of a scaled down asphalt late model. We traveled around, mainly raced there at Corbin, you know, back when the asphalt was halfway big, it was dying. Um, but raced there at Corbin, traveled around a few series, um, was very, very competitive with it, had very good success. And then, uh, I guess right around 2012, 2013, um, good friend of mine, family friend, and been a motor builder for my dad for a year, Dick Hill, uh, was like, we got to switch it to the dirt side. And, uh, Moved, I went straight from an asphalt mini cup into Oakwell Modified Been there since I was 14 um, till now. So it's uh, it's just a big family sport for us and something. Everybody's got a hobby. Ours is racing. Yeah, and I, I understand too that you're you're planning on here soon debuting the crate late model. I know everybody says, everybody that I've talked to says if you can drive an open wheel, you can drive just about anything. Uh, but but what do you anticipate the the biggest changes being? You've you've drove a modified on dirt mainly since you started. Uh, are you excited about the crate? Uh, how are you how are you feeling about that? And how far are you away from debuting that thing? Yeah, we're we're really excited for it. It's I've drove a, I drove a supercar at Florence, um, and I drove a crate at Burnside one testing. So um, it's definitely. A lot different driving style. The modified, you have so much motor on a little bit tire, um, so it's it's a lot of lot more control. You can't really drive it in the corner as hard. Where you know late models, we got that big old big old tire, and you can drive around. So we're really pumped to to break it out. We are very 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 close. Um, actually, uh, the boys are uh, back home uh, working on it right now. Um, I actually took the weekend off and helped good friend Gary Smith. So I'm just got back from Batesville, Arkansas. Um, I'm in Bean Station at Cody Mallory's shop, getting ready to head home and, and get to work on uh, on both my cars to prepare for this weekend. So we, I would say, we're probably one or two weeks out. That's super cool, and, and that kind of leads me to another question I had. Um, tell us about being on. With Vic Hill, uh, Ricky Weiss, and now uh, Garrett Smith, you know, helping helping those guys, you know, and traveling across the country racing. Uh, tell us a little bit about that experience you've had. Yeah, man. You know, I, I started helping Vic. I was traveling on the Southern Nationals tour with Vic when I was, um, and helped helped Ricky for for a couple of years there on the side, and, and now I'm really helping Garrett and Cody a, a bunch as much as I can. I tell everybody, I honestly enjoy working on a car probably more than I do driving. Like, I, I love driving, never going to stop driving. Like, I don't want to stop. But I, I just enjoy the mechanical side of it and especially getting to see people run good and knowing that you're a part of it. Um, and, it and it's cool, you know, I don't get to travel with my stuff as much as I want to with work-related. You know, all my crew's got, you know, eight to five jobs. So, um, just it's just like this week, Cody called me on Wednesday and was like, hey, we're leaving tomorrow evening to go to Batesville. Do you want to hop in the truck? He's like, we don't have no help. And uh, three of us jumped in the truck and drove to Batesville, and me and him drove all night last night. We're working on about an hour of sleep right now, but we're uh, we're, we're back home, and, and we're digging. So that, that's just the glory of racing, and uh, it, it's something I, I enjoy. No matter if I'm driving or crewing, I'm glad to be around the racetrack. 
Yeah, I understand that, man. And I know uh, most of you drivers enjoy uh, working on the cars and figuring out that aspect of it as much as you do being behind the wheel. Having said that, a big one coming up this weekend at Lake Cumberland Speedway for you and everybody there, their, their biggest event of the year. Uh, what's it like going into an event like this or for you as a driver is it just another weekend uh, or, or is it is it more exciting knowing that it's a big event or is it just just another walk in the park I, I mean it it puts more pressure on you to a point but you just got to look at it as a normal week um, you know it's probably gonna be a lot of the same guys maybe a few out-of-towners come in um, but you just got to look at it as a normal show prepare your stuff just like you would any other week and go out and hope for the best. The, uh, this game is a, it's a roller coaster ride. Um, you begin the highs of highs and the lows of lows. So just prepare each and every week. Like it's a big race, no matter if it is or isn't and, uh, hope for the best. Another question I had for you, you know, while we've got you on here, Kevin Ison, a lot of people don't realize that when I first started dirt racing in the bluegrass back in 2013, he was uh, he was filled in a car for Victor Lee at the time, and Kevin was one of my. He he was always a big supporter of of what we were doing with dirt racing and the bluegrass. I mean, he was he was constantly handing us money, you know, here help get the, get you know help you get started with this. He was providing us breaking news, and I, I don't think people realize in this sport just how much uh, a lot of it was behind the scenes. A lot of people didn't see what Kevin did, but. Talk a little bit uh, about what he meant to you and your racing program, uh, as far as, as far as all that goes. Kevin, he took a chance on me that a lot of people did. Um, you know, like like you said, he's probably one of the biggest dirt late model dirt racing fans in general that I've ever met. No matter, um, it didn't matter if it was four cylinder street stocks to late models, he loved the sport. Um, and just like you, I mean. The guy, it didn't matter if he had $5 in his pocket or $500 in his pocket, he was going to throw it towards racing some sort of fact. And, uh, he um, he actually bought this great car for me. Um, unfortunately, he did you know pass away there uh, about a month or so ago and, and not going to be able to be with us to, uh, to debut it, but he called me three weeks before he passed. And, uh, he told me, he's like, listen, I'm not going to give me two weeks. I'm not going to make it. He's like, but I want you to race that car. And he said, I want you to go win in it. So we kind of did a, a memory deal for him on the car. And uh, he uh, he will always mean the world to me because he was by far, he was the first person that really stuck out, gave me a ride, and uh, stuck out on a limb for me. So he, uh, he holds a special place in my whole crew's heart. That's yeah, it's, it's cool to hear your experience there with him, and I, I yeah, I love Kevin and and everything he meant to the to the sport, and love seeing his support of you and you continuing to carry that out with the decals and everything on your car. It's just it's it's really cool to see. Wes, you got I know you got something else for him before we let this guy go get some sleep, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> just kind of wondering. Um, I know that your name as far as racing goes is the tidal wave terror tell the fans where that name come from and and maybe even who gave it to you yeah so that was a joke one day um we were going you know probably my buddy aaron howard um big big sponsor uh-huh. of mine uh lawyer back in corbin uh we were actually going to a race some somewhere going to help vic and i have no clue where we were going it's been i was probably eight or nine years old 
and uh you know everybody had their nickname or whatever and he was like we gotta come up with you a nickname um and he lived on big creek road and he was like i'm the big creek bandit i lived on tidal wave he was like you're the tidal wave terror and <laughs> some odd, i have no clue why but it it's which i here lately, everybody's been calling me Hammer Down, which I prefer over Tidal Wave there, but I'll take either one up. Not picky. I have to agree. I like Hammer Down, Blake Brown. I, I'm with you on that one. I think that one has to stick around. We'll call you both, but uh, Hammer Down, Blake Brown, that works. I that's, like uh, it, but you'll perfect. always be the you'll always be the Tidal Wave terror, even if Aaron Howard yeah, gets to you. <laughs> Well, Blake, uh, before we let you go, something we always like to do here on the on the podcast is uh, we, we definitely want to take some time here just to give you a minute to thank all the people who make uh, make your, your racing program possible for you. Yeah, I want to thank God, most importantly, for letting us all be for the sport that we love. Um, all my crew, my it's like the job, Blake on Winsburg, uh, Don Frank Ford, uh, Blake Brown, Kentucky Farm Bureau, uh, Go With You and Battery, Kevin and Larry Ison, uh, Kentucky Clutch, Foods, just all all my product sponsors, uh, Elliott Logistics, um, just everybody that uh, that's part of this car, um, part of this team. It takes a a lot of people and a lot of financial backing to make this possible, and I'm I'm very blessed in every aspect. Awesome, man. Well, again, uh, Wes, I'll let you say something too, but thank you so much for joining us uh, on the podcast this evening. It's always great to talk to you guys. Racers is what this is all about, and we want to help racers connect with the fans. And uh, so that's, that's what this is all about, like I said. So, again, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, Blake, uh, thanks again for coming on. Uh, I know I've, I've known you a long time, watched you, watched you race. From the first first time you ever got in a race car and and we've become friends you know throughout the years and with your family and and uh good luck this weekend it's a big race and uh a big race for for kentucky but especially you know how how important lake cumberland speedway is back home uh in, in Cor- corbin and london somerset area so um just a big shout out man congratulations on uh on all of all of your racing endeavors and uh keep moving forward we look forward to seeing you in that crate car uh, sooner than later and uh good luck this weekend buddy i appreciate it and uh, once again thank you all for having me on uh hopefully we can all this week yeah good luck buddy this weekend we'll see you at the harold hargrove memorial all right see you guys thank see you ya. All right, Blake Brown, everybody. Uh, again, it's been awesome on here uh, just having a chance to talk to him. We're going to go to a quick commercial break and run through a few ads here on our podcast. And I do just want to say real quick, I forgot to when we started the show, thanks so much to Race Rumble and Jeff Soxie for putting together that short intro video there for us that I just played for you. Like I said, we've got some commercials on our podcast that we have to make a break for there, but we are now joined on the Dirt Racing in the Bluegrass Live podcast by Lake Cumberland Speedway track promoter Brandon Hargrove. Brandon, man, thank you so much for joining us on here for a few minutes this evening. Glad to be on here and uh, really appreciate what you all do for the sport and uh, excited about what you got going on here with this uh, group and page. 
uh, we need as, as many people as we can to get the sport and what we got going on uh, to get the word out. So we appreciate it. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, we're so, so glad to, to have you on the show and just to kind of, kind of start the show off. Uh, I know you made a Facebook post there earlier about how your dad come about purchasing Lake Cumberland, Cumberland Speedway. And I thought it was a cool story and I'd love for you to tell the guests uh, about that. Yes, definitely. Uh, a lot of people don't know, but you know, dad was a racer self, you know, for years. And, uh, I remember growing up from the time I was, uh, you know, three years old. I remember them years being at the racetrack. And, uh, you know, he actually raced every Friday and Saturday night at Lake Cumberland, Junction City, anywhere he could get. And uh, so he was kicked out of Lake Cumberland Speedway. And what started it is he actually uh, was spun out. He goes in the pits, comes back out, spins this guy, waits on him. And uh, no names mentioned, but wrecks him in the same spot. So uh, then, actually, he was told to leave. It was a big ordeal. He comes out on turn four with this rig while they're still racing. He's already loaded up. And that was the type of guy, guy dad was. He was just, uh, he was redneck, so to speak. And, and uh, <laughs> But he was straight up. I mean, there wasn't a, another guy that's more straightforward. He comes on the front straightaway. Of course, they have to stop the race. And they tell him never to come back. Of course, that's what I would do. I mean, uh, and he would do the same. <laughs> but the people actually let their lease run out. And uh, like a year went by. And of course, dad was, you know, trying not to let it show that he hated he couldn't be at his local racetrack every Saturday night, of course. And a friend of his come to him and said, hey, they're one of the people that own the Speedway want to sell the track. And so they negotiated, talked and everything. And he come back down and asked the guy that he had the track, you know, that had had the track leased that throwed him out. You know, you're standing on my property. Don't come back. And uh, that's how he got in the promoter uh, side of things, which is, he had a love for racing. I mean, that's what it was about and, and had a lot of successful years. Just to follow up on that a little bit, Brandon, I've got a two-part question for you. One is, how much of your dad do you see in yourself from a promoter standpoint? And then, how much has promoting a racetrack changed from when your dad ran Lake Cumberland Speedway to what you're doing now? Uh, well, it's definitely changed a lot. I mean, it's, you couldn't, the things that happened back then nobody could get away with as far as the drivers or the promoters uh by the way things was kind of handled uh you know uh there's there's no secret that dirt racing is a redneck sport and uh that's just what it is that's what we are <laughs> i'm one of them and uh you know as far as me and my dad being similar uh we're a lot alike but but i feel like me growing up and seeing and hearing from other people about the negatives, uh, the positives of what he done and me seeing every side of the sport. And for years, you know, uh, I was in the water truck, you know, I was on the flag stand, I was in the tower. Uh, I was driving a race car. I was doing everything that could be done uh, from the early age of nine years old. So, you know, I seen every step of ways I could better it. And I'm more of a people person than my dad. My dad's a guy that straight up, I mean, his motto is, if you don't like the way I run this place, <laughs> buy me out. I'm not that guy. I'm the guy that wants to try to make things work. If you're mad at me, I want to know why, and I want to know how I can fix it. So I guess I'm the new age. I'm kind of the later generation. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of more, I mean, not that he done anything wrong, but that was dad's way, and uh, and I have my way. And uh, I respect right. his, and I'm sure if he was here today, he would respect the way I handle things as well. Yeah. 
I thought it was really cool also seeing what Chris Tilly had posted of how much he learned from your dad when he was growing up and he did a lot of the same stuff that you've told about at right. the track from concession stands to cleaning bathrooms, yeah, looking at track prep, taking cars, all of that. And he said, I wouldn't be where I am today in my series and, and throughout his career if it wasn't for your dad. That's definitely, and I thought that was uh, really cool. Yes, it is. And, you know, Chris is more like dad than I am. Chris will, you know, he kind of blurted out there, and that's the way it is. I, I'm, I'm a guy that, you know, unless you back me in a corner, I, I think before I speak. Uh, you know, as long as you don't embarrass me, I'll promise you at the end of the night, we're going to be able to work it out one way or another. And that's what I tell people. I mean, I'm going to make mistakes as a promoter. Uh, I make mistakes every event. And, and I ask my racers to come to me and say, hey, you know, I feel like this you could do better, or that you could do better. And I learn from them things. I'm not too good to stand and say that I know everything about the business because I don't. And everybody... Uh, as they say, iron sharpens iron. Well, there's always people that's got better ideas. And and that's what I'm so thankful for at Lake Elmo Speedway, the people that's a part of it, is we do it as a whole. I mean, I mean, I want to say that I'm the boss, but I'm not, because uh, we all have an influence in every side of what makes it all the moving parts, put a show on for the night. And I stand behind my people, and they do me. Yeah, and having said that, Brandon, that kind of leads me to something else I was I was thinking about I, on the topic of you. Of course, this being the Harold Hargrove Memorial, this is a race in memory and honor of your dad. Uh, it, so, I, I mean, looking at it from the outside, you know, I feel like he sort of laid the foundation and then some for what Lake Cumberland Speedway is today. But it has to make you proud, you and your staff, seeing – the improvements, the renovations, the everything that Lake Cumberland Speedway has become today, that has to make you proud. Yes, definitely, it does. And and there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, I, I think, like when I look back and I look at pictures and I, and I look at yearly memories, that's why I'm a big Facebook person. I post stuff on Facebook because every year to be able to reflect back on those moments and see how far that we've made it as a facility, as a racetrack, as a business and uh, as a family, because that's what we are uh, to be able to, I mean, from the drivers to the fans, there's not many faces that I don't know on a personal level uh, because, you know, it's, we all have the same passion. That's what makes Lake Cumberland Speedway, I feel, stand out above from the rest to be able to have weekly racing is everybody wants to see Lake Cumberland Speedway uh, get better. Everybody wants to see it successful. And, uh, and of course, you know, we, we've done that and done more and just really been blessed because it's no secret when dad passed away, I, I mean, dad always had this motto and I mean, this is what he always told me. He said, and I've not told a lot of people this, but he said one thing that I want you to promise me because he knew he's sick. And he said, uh, I want you to promise me that you'll never follow my footsteps in trying to become a promoter. And of course me being you know, the son, I always want to be whatever dad was. That's what I wanted to be. We all want to be like our dad. I mean, you know, that's just yeah. how it is. But after working in the industry for now, going on 13 years, because I was 24 year old when he passed away, I wasn't ready for what I was dealt. And, uh, and, you know, and I had a lot of baggage that was there in my lap to be able to choose. Well, do we want to try to uh, take a chance on, failure a pretty good chance or do we want to 
take a chance on being able to succeed. And uh, thankfully, I've had a lot of supporters because uh, a lot of people think I was just handed a business, and that wasn't it. That wasn't the way it went down. I was handed a bad situation to be able. I had to go to work, and I had to make something of it. We had several successful years before we took a break, but I needed to grow up. And uh, for the last six years now, uh, it's amazing what Lake Cumberland Speedway's done. Now that I'm more of a man, and uh, and I guess make better decisions than I did in my younger days, as we all do. You know, uh, we all make bad decisions, and, and I definitely had to pay for mine. So uh, it's very thankful for what we got going on here. Well, that's that's so true. Um, to see what you and your staff's accomplished the, over the last five and six years is, is just amazing and, and still working to be that, that premier track and, and bring in – national touring series you know like lucas oil world outlaws i know that's yes. something that that you all work hard to try to make that schedule each year um, and that's that's something that that with the improvements that you continue to make i i see it happening uh sooner than um for sure yeah definitely and, and a lot of people you know they look at well, why don't you do a 20,000 win or a 30,000 win? When, you know, the facility and the, I guess, what you call it, what we have available for size, we're maxed out because as, as most yeah. big events, we're sold out crowds, sold out with parking. And, uh, and you can, you know, you got to realize how big can we be and be successful because in this day and age, there's just so much expense in and uh, at the end of the day, you know, we've got to we've got to make payroll, we've got to pay bills and we've got to make things uh, at the end of the night. The driver's got to be paid. I mean, the other day I had somebody uh, I was talking to somebody and they said, well, you know, you probably do really good. You only pay the winner. right?" No, that ain't that ain't the case. Everybody that leaves here that's on that racetrack gets paid and uh, and thankful for our employees that, you know, just just goes above and beyond. Brian Abner, uh, of course, Jessica. Um, you know, just uh, Brad Ferguson, uh, you know, the Eugene, the list goes on and on. Our gay people, uh, Michelle, uh, I want to mention, you know, all of them because, I mean, if it wasn't for them people, we couldn't do what we do because uh, it's just, it's really, I think, of, if anything, people when they roll in Lake Camel Speedway, they know they're going to see the best show possible for that night. And, uh, you know, we take care of our facility and take care of our drivers, and, and that means a lot. It does, man, and it's always a good show at Lake Cumberland Speedway. Always packed with fans, and uh, every single night that I've that I've been there, and uh, always a well-run show. And you know, we try to make this a show as well, Brandon. I don't know if you realize it or not, but my co-host here, Wes Lanham, he's somewhat of a a guru of uh, absolute unuseful knowledge. So. Uh, so taking part in that, one thing we like to do is we like to play a little game here called Stump the Wes, uh, where uh, Wes has an opportunity to answer some, some questions. And uh, we're going to do three questions here uh, this evening. If he gets all three of them right, he wins. If he doesn't, I get to Stump the Wes. But I'm going to let you be his lifeline. So if he misses... You're gonna have a chance to uh, to back him up and uh, and and save him from his misery of, of being works. stumped. All right, so all right, Wes, here we go. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. 
All right, so first question. This is going to be an easy one because I just have to take it easy on you every now and then. Who won the uh, Johnny Wheeler Memorial this year at Lake Cumberland Speedway? I don't even remember which one that was. I believe it was Eli Beats. <sighs> easy one, man. I tell you what, look, starting out again, look, he's already got first question correct here on on stump the west it was eli beats second question is also pertaining to uh her but that you didn't miss that there was a buzzer going off related to the same thing all right who's the driver who might enter the harold hargrove memorial who graduated high school with honors that's also Eli Beats. <laughs> <laughs> Again, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, absolute unuseful knowledge. It does nobody any good to know these things, but somehow West Lanham knows it. Eli Beats graduated high school with honors. He's also been on quite a streak and quite a roll there at Lake Cumberland Speedway lately. I don't believe he had won a late model feature until he won that first race that he won. I think it was a Lake Cumberland. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, it's a. I mean, for supers, you know, I know he he done really well in, in you know the Crate Lake Mall division, but he has absolutely turned some heads with what he's done this year, and just uh, it's really amazing to see how fast he's adapted to that uh, because he's he's got it done. Yeah, yeah, it, it he, is. For he sure. coming to hire a he coming to hire a win and won at I seventy five yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah he so he's something. He's, He's something else. He He's is. Talented. Right. Question number three. We're going to do four. Question number three, Wes. What is the lap distance at Lake Cumberland Speedway? That's a three-eighths mile. <laughs> That's just too easy, though. You you can't even you can't even brag about that. I mean, who don't know Lake Cumberland Speedway is a three-eighths <laughs> mile track? Uh, okay, last question. This one is not going to be so easy. I promise you that. You're going to need Brandon Hargrove to save you on this one. Who was who was that promoter before Harold Hargrove? Oh, that is a tough question. Uh, I'm trying <laughs> I hate to, think. to even answer this. I've said too much already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brandon. I need your help on this one. Billy T. Gardner. Really All right, there we go. All right, so Brandon saved you. Uh, I could I could not stump the West. It's unfortunate. Seems like I never can, but only because Brandon saved you. Don't forget that. Brandon, right. it's been so much having you on here with us this evening. I know you're a busy man, and uh, you got, got a lot drivers. going on. Uh, I got a few drivers here. If we got time to mention, it. yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, that's part of our team, and I'm sure I'm going to miss people. But uh, Larry Yance, he does so much for us at Ponderosa Speedway, managing that place. And, of course, uh, you know, we've got uh, Gary on the and Chris there on the flag stand. Uh, you know, we appreciate him. But, I mean, there are going to be people I miss, but just uh, that's some very important people. But uh, already, and, I mean, you know, it's early in the week. Uh, of course, you know, every week, you know, I, a lot of people think we've probably been off uh, lollygagging around. You know, uh, the work never stops at Lake Cumberland Speedway. We've, we've done a lot for the Harold Hargrove Memorial to get it looking just as good as possible. And, of course, you know, everything's got to be manicured from week to week regardless because we like to keep it looking good. Uh, so we've we've been working hard. But 
Uh, here's some drivers that I'm going to mention that's already have plans of coming. Now, you know, things can come up. Maybe one of them won't make it, but this is drivers that we've already spoke to that says they're going to make it. And this is just the ones that I know of, not counting Chris's list. Uh, Ricky Weiss plans to come to town. Zach Doan, uh, Victor Lee, Tommy Bailey, Cameron Marler, Michael Chilton, Scott James, Josh Rice, James Rice, Derek Fisher messaged me today. Shane Irvin talked to him today. He's ready to go. Skylar Marler's got another car. He's going to be out next weekend. Sam Seawright, Eli Beats, Adam All, Jeremy Strunk, Jordan Wesley, Roman Wesley, Justin Ratliff, and uh, and that's just a small list. And and there's there's some very good names on that list. So uh, we hope everybody comes out and supports this event. It means the most of me, of course. Uh, you know, I know your dad's uh, memorial race means a lot to you, and, and you know how it is to lose your daddy. Uh, more than money, I want this event to just be, you know, huge to show respects to dad because dad literally uh, gave his life for the sport. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of times it's easy to think promoters have it made. They work one day a week, and that's it. But it's a 24 hours, uh, seven days a week, every minute, trying to think of something to better your, something to pay the bills, something to make you be able to expand uh, and work and work. So uh, there's a lot goes on behind the scenes uh, to make it happen. And there's not a minute here that somebody ain't working and uh, or I'm promoting and lots goes on to make this deal work. So we want to thank all the, all the fans and drivers and everybody that supports us and you guys for everything that you're all doing with this. Oh, you're, you're welcome, man, on our end. We're, we're happy to be able to do it and loved having you on here. That was going to be my next question. You answered it for me. What can, what can the fans expect this, uh, this Saturday night at Lake Cumberland Speedway? But we're looking forward to it. We can't wait. Uh, it's been fun having you on here. It's nice just to take a minute to sort of talk, ask some questions that the fans would want to hear because we don't always have opportunity to get to hear these things. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so, but again, like I said, we, we absolutely wish you the best this weekend, and I can't wait. It, it's going to be a good show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 10,022 to win. Now it's possible 12,500 to win with the lap sponsors for Supers, Iron Man Late Mall Series, the mods, 15,22 to win. Super Stocks, 1,022 to win. Hobby Stocks, 722 to win. Uh, Front Wheel Drive Mini Stocks is 722 to win. And then Topside Marketing bumped us up to uh, now. Uh, it's actually 200 for Fast Time for Late Models. And, of course, my buddy Steve with Bass Online, he bumped 102. And then 100 goes to Modifieds for Fast Time. And I'm hoping to put on, uh, you know, some more Fast Time Awards, Hard Charger Awards. We've got big trophies being made. Uh, Victor Lee talked to him today. He's getting all of our checks ready for the weekend. So we're just excited. And, uh, you know, we've been off for two weeks so I feel like our race fans locally and racers is going to be itching to get to the Harold Hardgrove Memorial. You might have to get here Friday night to get a spot. That's what I'm hoping. So uh, yeah. we're blessed, and uh, we just thank everybody for, for what you do. Yeah. Is there camping opportunities there for people who might want to come on Friday night? Yes, definitely. Uh, we've got free camping here at the track, no hookups uh, down next to the woods. We've got plenty of parking. You got to park all the way next to the woods. So we have the rest for fan parking. 
uh, or also we've got some very nice places to stay with full hookups. Burnside Island is a half a mile from here. I think mm. it's around $30 a night. Uh, you know, Conley Bottom down right on the lake is just about 15, 20 minutes from here. It's about $30 a night. And of course, uh, beautiful Lake Cumberland here. Uh, you can rent boats, rent jet skis. Uh, Serena Gordon, one of our sponsors at 27 Auto Sales, uh, she has rentals, of course, for home rentals. Uh, anybody needs a place to stay, motel uh, to hook up with, Comfort Inn is the place to go. Auburn Patel, we appreciate what he does for the racetrack. And, uh, you know, just uh, we're excited. It's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited yeah. with you, man. Like we, we are. We're, we're pumped. We're ready to go. Finish this August off that. with Lake Cumberland Speedway's biggest event of the year. And again, thank you so much for coming on here and joining us for thank a few you. minutes this evening. We look forward to seeing you this weekend. Thanks. Y'all have a good night. All right. Thanks, man. Sounds you good. Too. You too. Thank you. See you, buddy. All right, Brandon Hargrove on here with us from Lake Cumberland Speedway. It means so much to us to have these promoters locally get on here with us, spend just a few minutes. And this is what this is all about, Wes, getting to know these, these, all these people who are, who are involved deeply in our sport of race, dirt racing here in Central Kentucky. Yes, it is. And, and I know you and I both are huge fans of the sport. And to talk to these drivers, promoters, you know, people that work in the, in the ticket booth, concession stand, you know, tech guys, it's cool to, to talk to them and, and, you know, kind of get their, their perspective on the sport as well. It's just so good to, to get to learn, uh, each of these and we're all a big racing family and, and in the dirt racing community for sure. And just to hear their story and, and to talk with them is, is something special. It is, man. I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, all right, so continuing our preview of the Harold Hargrove Memorial, we're not finished yet. We've got one more item of business, Wes. We're going to pick the winners of the Harold Hargrove Memorial this coming Saturday night. You're up 2-1. Two, two, you dominated me at Florence. Out of all, We picked every class at Richmond Raceway last weekend. And we got one correct, and that was me. So I finally got a point. I picked Jeff Watson to win the crate race there, pro late models, I guess I, should, I guess I should say. But we got one right. This week we're just picking late models. I'm going to let you go first this time, even though you still got the lead. Who you got this weekend, 10,022 to win, Saturday night, Lake Cumberland Speedway, Ironman late model series. Well, he was in two questions that I answered correctly on the stump the West. He's going to continue his hot streak at Lake Cumberland Speedway in the great state of Kentucky. I'm going with Eli Beats to get the W. Well, you know what? That's just too bad, buddy, because you left the winner on the table. Josh Rice, so much anticipation heading into the North-South 100. I know the result wasn't what he wanted to see. He dominated the butterball just until the last two laps got over the cushion. I know that had to be Heartbreak Hotel for him, but he's going to bring it home this weekend. Harold Hargrove Memorial, he's going to redeem himself. We're all ready for it. We're excited about it. Josh Rice is going to take home the win, and I'm going to tie you up. It's going to be 2-2 for that steak dinner heading into the month of September. Well, that's that's an awfully good pick. I sure hated to see him uh, lose the lead. He was dominating that race, and I hated to see his misfortune uh, there at the Butterball Memorial. 
Uh, congratulations to, to Ricky Weiss on the win, but he had it sealed up, and, and I just hated, hated to see him jump the cushion. I did it's too, man. Yeah, absolutely. I tell you what, I, I did too, but that's the way it goes sometimes. Well, Wes, it's been another fun show. It's been fun on here talking to Blake Brown and Brandon Hargrove. We want to thank them for joining us. This has been another episode of Dirt Racing in the Bluegrass Live. I do want to let you all know that you can catch the replay of all of our shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're live on here every Sunday at 7 p.m. Next week, we're going to talk Rockcastle Speedway and talk to some local drivers there. Until next time, 10,022 to win. Harold Hargrove Memorial at Lake Cumberland Speedway. Wes Lanham, we'll see you there.